you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jimmy Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix of popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all, Guys of the Chopper! Uh, Alright, let's do the introduction. Yeah! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Best Movie 2 podcast, the podcast that tells you what movies to watch in any given situation. And this week, we are doing the best movie to get you in the Christmas spirit. And we're with comedian, Alexandra Haddo. Yeah, Hi, Alex. Sometimes. Uh, la- not last night, I wasn't. No? I did two gigs, sure. but <laughs> Did you bomb on both? Average, I'd say. Oh, that's um, quite good. Quite good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you do that joke? That joke that you know? Did that joke that I knew. Then that then that was me sort of out of jokes. So yeah. Pretty, uh, pulled faces. Yeah, just did a silly walk. <laughs> uh, oh, you're our only ever second returning guest. <gasps> Who was the first one? Josh Hallam from uh, Just Films and That Podcast. Uh, I'll allow that because he's an actual film person. He's a film. Um, yeah. Whereas you're, you're a fashion, would you say? Yeah, I'm a fashion, but I do enjoy a film. I do like going yeah. to a lot, and I even <laughs> go on my own, which is the, the mark of a cinema lover. Because you don't have many friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a loner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's okay going to the cinema. I think it's okay going to the cinema in London on your own. I think anywhere. I like. I did it at the Fringe, went to see Barbie. There was uh, me, a woman that looked really high-powered in a like, business suit and everything at like 11 a.m. in the morning, because obviously that's the only time I could go. Um, and then she ordered like the strongest cocktail and like the biggest hot dog. And I was just like, Do you know what? I really hope she's like quit her job. And she's just been like, fuck this. And she's just gone to see Barbie and ordered like a Negroni or something. <laughs> no, she's like a doctor on a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have the strongest cocktail, the biggest <laughs> hot dog. And then I'm back for surgery. Before. Yeah. Fuck them, the ungrateful git. <laughs> Oh right, so we're doing Christmas films. Are you are you big on Christmas films? Yeah, yes, I am actually. And every year I get really excited about the idea of getting everyone together and watching them. And inevitably we do like a couple, but in my mind, the whole of December is like spent under a blanket watching films. But then I don't get to do as many as I'd like, but I do do that. Although I started watching a very Murray Christmas the other day and it was terrible. Yeah, I turned that off after ten minutes. I couldn't do it. Bill would only be playing cool people. I know he does listen to the pod. Uh, yeah, and I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Bill, but it is fraudulent drivel to me that. Yeah. Like yeah. I, weirdly, Bill Murray playing himself makes Bill Murray less cool. Mm. Do you know what you should check out is Johnny Cash's Christmas specials. Really? They're quite, yeah, they're quite fun. Okay. Because obviously you you have to wait. Like, it takes about ten minutes to see. Is he on pills in this one? <laughs> is he? Well, that's nice. I like that. Has there been a great Christmas film like in the last five years? Do you think one no, that can be added? What today? When I was researching which one I was sort of going to pick as my my main one at the end, I was looking through lists and stuff just in case I'd missed something or something like you know something I'd seen ages ago and not repeated. There has not been a good one for so long that has actually stuck. I think. Genuinely, I think the most recent one that actually people rewatch and that sticks in public consciousness is probably Elf. Yeah, Elf. Although what Elf's got to be like what two thousand and eight, maybe or two thousand five. Yeah, it's it is old. It's older than you think, but you still think of it as like the only modern one that's kind of stuck. Yeah, I do quite like watching um, like Black Friday videos of like shoppers crushing each other. That's yeah, that's nice. I like to, and you've got your favorite, haven't you? You've got your top ten. Yeah, that one that my mate Gary sent me through on WhatsApp. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, although we can't share that because of the ongoing court case, but it's still fun, yeah. you know. It's fun, and every year you sort of, you know, are the, you know, is that one still in the top ten? We all sort of wait around to hear. You know? <laughs> do you do you Black Friday? You're quite a. No, I hate Black Friday. Because you you hate the idea of kind of working class people being able to afford <laughs> luxury goods. Yeah, that's that's my exact reasoning. Yeah, I've always said it. Um, no, do you know what it is? I hate the frenzy of it, and I hate the frenzy of it in your inboxes. And it's I've, I hate the sort of like it's like your every brand you've ever shopped anything with yeah. is like screaming at you. Like I don't I understand that it's difficult in retail and stuff, but I sort of the brands that just go, 
hey, um, as it's Black Friday, we're having a little sale. Uh, if you fancy it, click here. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. But the big ones like Amazon and stuff like that, I'm like, fuck off. I always get, it's stuff that I've bought that'll last me for like 10 years. Like I bought a Braun shaver yeah. this, this year. And then they messaged me like, do you want a new Braun shaver? I was like, no, how many, how many beards do you think I have? Yeah. That's the thing as well. Like as soon as you've just bought something, they're advertising it to you and you're like, why would I, why would I buy two? No. <laughs> why would I need another spoon? Yeah, I love it when you, signed, when you signed into Wi-Fi uh, at like a restaurant on holiday four years ago, and they're like, "Hey, we're, this <laughs> place in the middle of Italy is doing a, a deal on Christmas dinner." And you're like, "What? No!" <laughs> you you got kicked out of this Edwards in Leeds. <laughs> Come back. You're barred, but still, look, we've got a deal. All right, shall we? Shall we kick off then? Yes. Uh, and do you want to hit me with? I know there's there's different Christmas movies. There's you like kind of traditional family. There's more alternative. You got some action. We will get to the the boring conversation, or maybe should we get that out of the way now? What is it? The diehard question. Yeah. So the the question not important. Doesn't matter. Are the people who raise this question every year the most boring people in the world? Yes, they are. I'm glad you said it. It, I it think every year. Do you enjoy the film? Yes or no? Do you think it's a Christmas film? If you do, watch it at Christmas. If you don't, watch it whenever you like. Yeah, the Zapruder film can be a Christmas film as long as you have a bit of tinsel <laughs> that you're waving as you watch his head go, you know, back into the left. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but these, but every year you start, you start to see them in November, and they they're my new. You know, when you see people put decorations up in November, and it used to be, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake! But now you're like. Do you know what? Any little drop of joy you can get out of life, go for it. Yeah. Now it's when you see people start to rear their heads in November, like, but do you think the die hard? Yeah. Do you think you should kill yourself? Yeah, agreed. Fully with you on that one. And some of them today, in that list I was looking at today, the sort of massive one, um, Die Hard was number two on Christmas films. So they're obviously trying to provoke. Um, and then there was, but there was loads of films on there that kind of. <laughs> Let's talk about a bit at the start, which is uh, like easing yourself in almost like the foreplay of Christmas films. Um, yeah. You know, like it's beginning of December and you're feeling a bit festive, but you're not quite there yet. You've got like... A Christmas semi, if you will. A Christmas semi, yes, exactly. Yeah. You're giving it a little rub, but you don't want to go... <laughs> We're grinding Santa, but my knickers are still on. Yes, exactly that. Dry which is actually the name of the one of the films we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and my number one choice. Um, <laughs> I still got me grinding Santa Claus. He <laughs> doesn't get fetishized a lot, does he, Santa? Which, considering like the amount of daddy Santas we've had, yeah. Well, in fact, it, you were you were a Santa recently at the Dulwich Hamlet Christmas show. Until he kicked me out, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's an exclusive as well. We just revealed that now. That, uh, yeah, you're ruining the the magic. Uh, I think like Santa. Well, like the fact that obviously the sexiest Santa is Kate Russell in the Christmas Chronicles. I don't think that can be beat. But who who's your sexiest Santa? Oh, maybe that drunk from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> he like puts his hands in his sweaty pocket, <laughs> pulls out like a sweet and a Johnny. No, I'll go for um, what's his name? Bad Santa. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I could. I was like, Johnny Lee Miller? I was like, no, that was Angelina Jolie's other husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, just a bit bit of a rogue. I mean, to be honest, it would actually be, now that you've reminded me of Kurt Russell, it would be that. But for the sake of being different, I'll go for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've, we've waffled a bit there. Oh, that's my fault. Uh, I'm, I'm going to waffle today because I've got a cold. I've been caught. Um, oh, no. As you know, I like to stay away from people. Yeah. Uh, and I made the mistake of... It's it's a classic Christmas thing. We went out on Saturday, had a few drinks, and I actually mingled with people. So is it a cold or is it you had a big night? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of days to recover. Hey, look, I've, I've never said this to you before, but it takes a lot to take the big dog down. Yeah, right? you never say that. <laughs> Not even when you're strawpedoing a bottle of white wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... If the Uber driver's pulling up and you have to get out and yeah, sure. 
<laughs> is that a bottle of water, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just put it in the Blossom Hills bottle to yeah. time. Put Flow Rider on and give me that bendy straw. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, Alex. Do you want to hit me with your your first pick? Oh yeah. Okay. So this these are my two Christmas adjacent films. Where it's the beginning of December. You're getting in the mood. You sort of forget that they've got a Christmas element to them. Number one, Hook. Oh, Classic. nice. Because they're going to. What I like about it is it's when they're flying to London to visit. You know, Granny Wendy. Maggie Smith, who's got got the absolute horn for Peter. Yeah, Maggie Smith, who genuinely looks older then than she does now in that film, I would say. Uh, I don't think she's aged for the last 30 years. She's always been old. I'm trying to realise they, they aged her up in there. Oh, did they? Well, yeah, sense. which is weird. Like, just get an old woman. Yeah, that is weird because I don't feel like she's even thought of as being a big star in that film. No. She's not really in it that much. The, and they don't show her younger. She just goes from being Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. to Maggie Smith. God, you always forget Gwyneth Paltrow's in that as well. Playing Hook, yeah. Yeah, playing Hook, yeah. <laughs> At the end, he's got her head in a box. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think the, like, the vision of London at Christmas is, you can tell it's like what Americans think yeah. London at Christmas in the UK is. And it just looks, it's what we all wish it was. Um, yeah, I'm fairly sure it's they, a lot of films do this. Don't they go to the event? There's like a big event. It's like Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, and As they always have that corporate on Christmas Eve. Yeah, how many people would be like, "Oh, fuck off, mate." Um, yeah, do you want to come to the opening of a hospital on Christmas Eve? No, we don't want to hear about you do-gooding. We want to get shit-faced. <laughs> yeah, and that. I think realistically, he's like a, he's not an investment banker, is he? But he's like a corporate. He's, he's kind of he's very Richard Geary from Pretty Woman. Yeah, he do, he. It, they so there's a famous line when in it where like Jack, the um, he's trying to tell Granny Wendy what Peter does, and he's like, "Oh yeah, companies uh, come in, and then Dad bombs them out of the water or something," and he just like, and then uh, Maggie Smith just goes, "Peter, you're a pirate." Just trembling, absolutely trembling in her legs. Like, oh, Peter, you're one of the bad boys. Yeah, exactly. Oh, if only these pesky kids weren't in the way. No. <laughs> that's what it is. Wendy tipped off Hook that she, he needs to take Peter's kids so she can be like, all right, you can get out the fucking way. Yeah. The mum, who's pretty calm for someone who's lost their kids. In the middle of the night where there's a big scratch on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we need to talk about the police action? In this, isn't it just Bob Hoskins being like, um, no, it's Phil Collins. Phil Collins is oh, the Phil cop. Collins, that was it. And then Bob Hoskins is me. <laughs> yeah, but, but Phil Collins is like, yeah, probably just pranksters who've broken into your home. Yeah, yeah, gouged through the walls with yeah. a blade and left a note to be like, I've got your fucking kids. Yeah, and the police um, are like, yeah, well, he's a Yanks, so never. They're like, do you know what? This time of year in London, you'll be lucky if you keep your kids. You know, <laughs> that's just like two things around here. It does have that idealized idea of London, where I think from the window you can see Westminster yeah. and and the bridge. Like every which, every 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 like uh, landmark in one shot. Yeah, I think looking at the geography where they're staying is just above Shrek's Adventure <laughs> on embankment. Yeah, that's exactly it. But it's a townhouse. On a yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, hook, well, I mean, the, it's snowy, but it's like ideal. It's it's like, it's like proper Hollywood snow, not actual yeah. Lon- London snow. Like tends yeah. to sludge by the time it gets down. That cabbie would be like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, I don't mind you lot coming over here because you're from America, but <laughs> tell you what, you know, I had in the back the other day. Oh, said he was a doctor, but oh. yeah, and then everyone would be like, "Oh, this is a bit awkward." Um, Maggie Smith would probably agree because she's old. Yeah. Who's who's a Tory in that movie, Maggie? I think I think it's an act. The subtext of that movie is actually um, Robin Williams becoming a Labour voter when originally becoming being a Tory at the start. <laughs> um, well, because he's got his head in the clouds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It basically, is about sort of like re- uh, renouncing capitalism and realizing that life isn't all about the grind in the end. Yeah, there's actually there's a really really nice speech that his wife gives him where she's like. There's only a few years where they want to spend time with us. 
Yeah. And then after that, they'll be like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. I think that's word for word. That's what she says. Yeah, um, she says that. And Maggie Smith's around the corner absolutely thudding herself silly. <laughs> <laughs> she's been like, how old is he now? Oh, God, it's actually fine. <laughs> she's named she's named her rabbit Peter. Like, <laughs> there you are, Peter. <laughs> You're doing it, Peter. <laughs> have to fly. Have to fight. Like, <laughs> have to grow. <laughs> uh, I like buttons at the start of that as well. Where it does it goes from the dog barking. It's like woof, 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 woof. Yes. Hook. It's like the, the dog barking. That means it's hook. Is it toodles or buttons? Oh yeah, is it too? Oh, all right. Oh look, you got me there. <laughs> Maybe I am the film all along. <laughs> <laughs> that must make me the fashion. Yes. What are you wearing? That's a nice jumper. Uh, it's Converse. It's Converse jumper and my Marks and Spencer's pyjamas because I'm oh. sick. I know you're not letting me see into your new flat. You've made it all blurry. No, that's how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford definition up north. That's fair. You're just on 72 DPI. I have got two lamps. And some fairy lights on the go. Very impressed. Some soft lighting. This might even stay in the pod just because I'm too lazy to delete it. Sorry to our, we've got a lot of Norway, Norwegian listeners now. So sorry for. Oh, all great. Those. I'm performing in, I'm in Norway end of, end of Feb. So. Oh, there you go. In Oslo. Come along. In Oslo? In Oslo, yeah. What's the name of the show? The the club is called Lata, which is Norwegian for laughter. Oh, and you said you hate going to Norway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Famously. I said it's too cheap for me. <laughs> All right, Hook. Yeah, Hook's a good, like, kind of, we're spitting on the hand of uh, interpersonalism. Yes, exactly. It's it's bending over, but we're not making the leap. Because it's kind of, it starts and ends with Christmas, and it kind of, you know, he's, he's so happy to be back with his family, and that's the kind of Christmas element to it. My yeah. other Christmas-adjacent one is Groundhog Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, re- you don't think of it as a Christmas film at all, but I think if you put it on around the start of December or, you know, whenever you start feeling Christmassy, just gets you in that little mode. Well, Bill Murray um, is great at, um, he, he does the grumpy, grumpy, grumpy for 85% of the film. Yeah. Oh, he's he's nice, which is the exact same formula for Scrooged. Yeah. We'll get to it a bit, but... Yeah, I mean, it starts with snow, and I think the idea of repeating every single day and not knowing exactly what day it is sums up Christmas week and that week after Christmas very well. Yes, that's exactly right. It feels like every day is the same, and you feel like it's never going to end. Yeah, except that it, when he keeps eating, he doesn't gain weight. Oh, yeah. But is that what? because he resets his body physically every day? Yeah, he resets, doesn't he, so he can do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he can shit himself in that bed, and in the morning, it's gone. Ooh. Isn't that the dream? <laughs> what if one night you couldn't get to sleep? Oh, doesn't he try that in the film, actually? Well, shitting himself. I oh, know, no, yeah. He tries no, to stay awake. Yeah, he tries to stay awake, but it resets at six. Uh, that's how they get you. Yeah, um, do, do you know what? Groundhog Day is It's good because it's got a lot of elements of Christmas stuff. It's someone falling in love. There's, yeah. he, he does the, the ice sculpture. It's all snowy outside. Yeah. Um, and I think it helps that we don't have Groundhog Day in the UK. So well, like, do even have it? Is it the States or is it just Pugs to Tawny? No, it's, it's, well, it's all of America, but I think they all kind of laugh at it. Oh, okay. It's kind of like how we have the cheese wheel rolling down. Oh, uh, right. It's one of those hill. sort of regional things. Yeah. Only, uh, you know, people chase after it. I would it's dine and dash a lot if I was on Groundhog Day. You know, go to the best restaurants. Order everything and don't give a fuck about the bill. Well, even if you didn't pay it, next day you'll be fine. I'd just fight them. Wait, so hang on. Your, your fantasy then is to go to a restaurant and pay for the food. No, but as in like, because you could, you didn't, have, you wouldn't have to worry about the cash. Yeah, I'd just spend all my money or someone else's money. Yeah, every day. Yeah, uh, or I'd, I'd leave the heating on. Oh, that'd be the dream, wouldn't it? Imagine leaving your heating on for over an hour. Imagine nipping out for more than 20 minutes without shitting yourself that you haven't (laughs) haven't turned the heating off. Uh, February 2nd is when Groundhog Day is, apparently. Is 
it? In my uh, head, it, 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 that's ruined the illusion, isn't it? It was for this year. I'm oh, sorry to ruin that, but no, it's it's, that's what Americans do. We can have, we can treat it like Chinese New Year. British Groundhog Day is, yes. you know, December seventeenth. Oh, lovely! Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Are you? Do, the, there's elements of Groundhog Day that I think, like, show me the next few days because the mental break. Because apparently it takes ten thousand years for him to learn everything that he learns. So he's he is a god. What? That's supposed to be set over ten thousand years. They they never clarify. But like one of the writers said, it's that. So I think the producers said it's like a certain amount of months just because they didn't want people getting existential and worrying. No, yeah, I would say it was like the average time for someone to fall in love. What, two hours? One first date? <laughs> one first date in Toby Carvery. As soon as they go up for a second plate, I'm like, so I've, I've got my nan's ring. I'll get yeah. it resized because you've got big old fat Toby Carvery <laughs> What size ring do you think the king has to have? Sorry, that was something. <laughs> what if he just has like a napkin ring? <laughs> just fits on his finger. <laughs> it is. It's an anal ring, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a Oh, wait, hang on. No, you don't have anal rings. It's got rings. Cock rings. It's got a cock. Oh, oh, are we in trouble? Uh, I might leave that in. All right. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Professional comedian Alexander Haddo. I'm um, boy. Um, all right, yeah, nice Groundhog Day. Good. It, it, someone learns a lesson. Also, it's got it's not it's not too kind of dark. It's not violent. You know exactly. Small town America. Someone learning a moral lesson. Someone feeling things. It's nice. Is yeah. Andy McDowell annoying in that? A little bit, but not enough that it puts. Yeah, me. you kind of. I see why he falls in love with her. But it's, yeah, it's just weird. Kind of the next day when, especially, do you know, the older you get, the quicker time passes because your frame of reference is. Yeah. You know, when you're a baby and you're two days old, fifty percent of your life is this day. Yeah. And then time speeds up. If he's done, even if he's done like ten years, things are just going to go quickly. I would go and say, oh, yeah, you, yeah, it's like, I guess it's the equivalent of living forever. Yeah, you go, you go crazy. But also, imagine how shit in bed Andy McDowell is that it takes him 10,000 years <laughs> to finally fall in love. Although she must have just spent the entirety of the 90s just with famous men falling in love with her for film plots. Yeah, well, you got, you got uh, four weddings. Yeah. Um, and then the another wedding, then, uh, for wedding and anal, that's it. Yeah. Um, is it anal? I hadn't noticed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, I'm Goodwill Hunting, but that's Mini Driver. <laughs> it's another classic Christmas movie, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, yeah, exactly. Um, How do you like them apple pies after Christmas dinner? I was literally trying to think of any link there and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, well, you forget that I'm a film. You are a film. <laughs> what else you got for me? Okay, so these are my top three that I've whittled down to get me into the holiday spirit. I'm going to pick a, a one, a, a definitive one at the end of the pot as I deliberate. Okay, now hear me out. A film that I genuinely think is horrific. The acting is by four amazing actors, but they neither none of them can act in this apart from Jack Black, the holiday. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's almost so bad that now when it's on, if I'm with someone to watch it with because half the fun I think is laughing at how bad it is I feel like um, Love Actually Walked so the holiday could run uh, into yeah. being shit <laughs> this, is, see, this is my other choice Love Actually I, I feel a bit sorry for Love Actually I know Richard Curtis has had his faults uh, you know it over the years definitely um, but I don't. I just think it's quite a nice Christmassy film. Well, okay. Let's think which which one gets you more into the Christmas spirit. I'd say the holiday maybe loses points because half of it is set in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're also genuinely. I think half the the thing of my in my head of the holiday is I get nostalgic for all the times it's been on ITV three, and you you know it's snowing on like the fifteenth. And you're with someone in your living room and you're like, oh, the holiday's on. And you both just sit there and watch it being like, how did this get made? You know, that's <laughs> I think. 
Yeah. Again, I think doesn't the the old man Eli Wallach? Who, yeah. He's he's the ugly from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly film. Is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I am a film. Um, <laughs> I always there you are, Jamie. I always knew I was a film. <laughs> um, don't don't they do like an Oscar individual award film on Christmas Eve? And again, people are like, yeah. It's always it's always condensed and unreal uh, like unrealistic in these films, isn't it? Like when they do things, how quickly things go as well. Because really, this is two couples falling madly in love over a period of what two and a half weeks. If that, yeah, how, I don't know how long they're there for, but yeah. If I've been on a date with someone, then it's another four months until I build up the courage to be like, look, I know I did a runner from that restaurant, and you're probably mad. <laughs> But it's because I thought I was living in Groundhog Day. (laughs) (laughs) I'd smoked a lot of crack. (laughs) And I just had a very Groundhog Day vibe. I went back there the next day thinking we were on our date again. Yeah, chill. I also saw a great tweet today. I think it was from Molly Goodfellow. And I think she must have been watching The Holiday. But she says, I love how Jude Law's character in The Holiday says um, to Cameron Diaz, I've got the girls on New Year's Eve this year. And she was like, yeah, their mum's dead. Who else would be having them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like Jude Law was designed by kind of, there's a whole writer's room that's gone into what's what's the perfect man, right? He's a loving dad, but we've yeah. bumped off the mum. He wears glasses, except when he doesn't need to. That's a big thing as well, isn't it? Those glasses he wears, they're not reading glasses. So he should oh, yeah, be like me. as in make him seem a little bit less hot, a.k.a. a little bit more attainable. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks. Uh, no, it's not me. It's the film people. Because I actually wear three pairs of glasses normally to make myself completely attainable. Make yourself just to really push it that you're out there. And then I'll duct tape a pair of penises, a, 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 a pair of glasses to my penis. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's, and it doesn't, he, doesn't everyone drink driving it as well? There's a lot of drink driving. Yeah, that. a lot of drink driving. Um Kate Winslet, Oscar winner. Um, just genuinely, I think I could have acted better in that film. Yeah, I've only seen it the once, but I think didn't she jump on the bed when she gets there as well? Oh, that's oh, that's a and that's a really cringy scene. Have you ever yeah. seen it when it becomes a meme and it's like really, it's horrible. And I think it's to Jet. Are you going to be my girl? That's the no. song she does it too, and it's awful. I it, I think it's one of those films where they were like. Clearly, we're not going to make this. It's absolutely terrible. And then there was like some gap in the sort of studio schedule or something. And so they went, oh, fuck, actually, we can do it. But we've got to film it in like eight days. And they just called those guys and they were like, oh, fuck, okay, I won't do any characters. Steam in. Um, And yeah, it's like truly, truly bad. But that's another one as well where the scenes make you feel Christmassy, like the Cotswolds cottage that Cameron Diaz has is like, the one that you want to find on Airbnb for your Christmas break, you know? Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense, but, well, I guess you just do a switcheroo. I don't like the idea of Cameron Diaz in that cottage. <laughs> like, uh, I'd, I'd rather Kate Windsor fell in love with Jack Black in the UK and Jude Law was out in LA. But, like, he, he looks like an LA yes, guy. Yes, I know what you mean. That feels more realistic. But then you don't get them Jude Law in a jumper bit, do you? No, which I think is probably what the film was financed around. Uh I think also with the holiday, it's it makes you feel Christmassy just because, like you said, it's on ITV one or ITV three every yeah. year. It's it's that muscle memory, you know. Yeah, it's exactly that. And if I, Seven Samurai was on every single year, we'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd be like, oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> one, two, three. Yep. Um. So I've got I've got the holiday. I've got love actually, and my third choice, which I love, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, nice. I really that, and I really liked the concept of it and the fact that it's quite, a, actually quite a weird ending, especially for like a kids-esque film. Well, the concept is crazy because the only way Santa can be replaced is if he's murdered. And, <laughs> and they wrote the rule that whoever kills Santa gets to become Santa. Like, it, when you think that like magic doesn't exist in our world, there's... There's no such thing as like the power of a genie. Yeah. 
But if you wanted to attain absolute power, <laughs> like the amount of people who must have like waited up with a shotgun to be like, tonight's the night. Yeah, yeah. It does sort of incentivize the brutal murder of Father Christmas. And then it does is you put the suit on and you go back to... And also, he must have been a prick because when he gets back to the North Pole, no one has any like, oh no, Santa's dead. Yeah. Our, our boss in the last 200 years. They were like... Party, party. I reckon yeah. he was abusing the staff. And then they've kind of, when this guy's come in, they've gone, we're changing the rules. We'll make it look like, you know, we always had free will. They've unionized. <laughs> Fair play. Well, yeah. they are They are the OG Amazon, aren't they? Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly that. I like. I just quite like it that it's sort of a, it's quite heartwarming whilst being quite weird. Whilst also being like a little bit sinister, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that, you know, there's <laughs> the one of the main story behind it is he gaslights his son to be like, oh, no, you can't. I am Santa, but you can't tell anyone. Yes. Yeah. And then he has to be like, no, you dreamed it. It's not real. <laughs> what what it does get points with is the, the stepdad is not an absolute piece of shit. He's kind of annoying, but kind of like, yes, yeah. this would make a good dad. Rather than the trope of like in every other film, especially at that time, the one we're all thinking of, liar, liar. Yeah. You know, stepdad is like a wet flannel. <laughs> oh, the claw's going to get you. claw's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I say to women on the tube. Yeah. When you've got your glasses on your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Does no one else call it the claw? Well, some sex offenders. Um, <laughs> Oh, you have one accident in, you know, <laughs> in a factory. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's uh, that's quite a good one. But that's not, that's feel good in a different way because it's sort of fantasy, isn't it? It's like you've got two types of Christmas films, haven't you? You've got like real world, this is how we all feel in the build-up. It's, cap- it's you know, focusing on one element. And then you've got, there's a here's a workshop in the North Pole yeah. and this is all the magic. And isn't it mad that we still haven't got bored of telling stories of Santa, like yeah, you think because it's a it's a really really simple story as well. He makes toys throughout the year, does a list, drops off. There's only so many ways you can show him delivering the presents. Yeah, but and yet we still get it. And there's only so many films you can be like, oh, something's thrown a spanner in the works for Santa. <laughs> That's have you seen the Christmas Chronicles, the Kurt Russell one? No, I know I can see it in my head, but I've not actually watched it. Because that's quite interesting because it's Santa, like, I think he crash lands and he gets arrested for a little bit, which that's always fun. They always do, like, the if Santa doesn't deliver these presents, uh, you know, kids won't believe in it, which jumps over the massive, massive plot hole in every Santa film of what the fuck do the parents think is going on? That's what I always think is was quite good in what literally oh it's so closely made the top three, but then I just thought maybe it's a bit boring. But Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the um, Richard Attenborough one, because mm. uh, I went to watch that on a, on a sleepover with my pals when we were when I was little, and I just remember being like, "This is amazing!" And that's kind of it's like breaking down the fourth wall because at first you know the parents don't believe either, yeah, and then. They can't, you know, they eventually realise that he is, he is Santa. Yeah, they kind of, it's, it's a weird grey area of, do they just not notice there's an extra present there? Do, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah. Do they, or some people like hand wave it and go, well, he puts the memories of buying the present into their head. I say, well, in in that case, surely that fucks with your head because what if, you're absolutely prop, like have no money whatsoever, or your child was naughty, and you're like, you know what? Fuck them. They killed my my pet dog. <laughs> our child took a rock and killed our pet dog, so I am not getting them a PlayStation Five this year. And then a PlayStation Five turns up, and the wife's like, "You fucking idiot! We we haven't been able to turn the heating on, and you bought this little yeah. shit of PS Five. We've been on Super Nanny. They need to have consequences for their actions. <laughs> you're shitting all over my authority." And does Santa impact, like, CCTV? This is how I found out that Santa wasn't real, because I literally said to my mum, I was like, why hasn't he ever papped? Why do you not get, like, why is there no photographs of him? 
And then eventually she just like ran out of energy to explain away my bullshit. <laughs> oh, he's not real. And I was like, what? Alex, Alex you're 17. You need yeah. to know this. He's I think not that real. Actually, like older than your average <laughs> child. <laughs> it is good seeing Santa though, because he's, it reminds you of like it moves away from the commercialism even though it's about him giving an actual physical object yeah but it makes you it's always presence in all christmas films it's always like a wooden quaint little toy (laughs) yeah it's never like a a flat screen tv or anything or a hunting knife yeah (laughs) i made this myself (laughs) that's what in miracle on 34th street i like it because the presence that he gives little mara wilson is like uh doesn't she say, I want a home, I want oh, mummy and daddy, and I want um, a little baby brother. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so what I'm going to do is magically get these two to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the opposite of the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. I can. I can make people fall in love. Yeah, I can and I will. There's another very unrealistic proposal, Miracle on Fate of Four Street. He, he takes her on like one date or something, and then me, he's like, I've got this ring. I'm ready to propose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is the, is the mum pregnant in the end then? Or has he got a kid? I can't remember now. She is, but it's because she's been trawling for cock for weeks. She's, <laughs> it's just some random guy in the park. Those two, the mum and dad, well, the mum and, like, mum's boyfriend in Miracle on 34th Street could not be more early 90s, like, height of aesthetic of what people thought was fit. Like, he literally looks like somebody took Eric from The Little Mermaid yeah made him into a real guy it is his black sweeping like bouffant and everything yeah and you he's like a lawyer but like the 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 place that he lives in manhattan he would need to be like a proper dickhead lawyer like defending just murderers and the mob he's he's fully like um he's basically sort of allowing Google and data mining and stuff to start to take off early 90s. Uh, but then she's coming home to little Mara Wilson being like, oh, don't worry, I'm still shagging you, mum. <laughs> we never get, like, because you're, you're like me, you claim to be working class even though you, we've watched Frasier now and again. Yeah, sure. We've never had that working class Christmas movie. I think in, in the, I think is it Santa Claus, the movie, the 80s one? That kid's like proper, like he's homeless. It's yeah, yeah. And, but most Christmas movies... It's it's all extravagant houses and like yeah, the, the house in Home Alone. Home Alone, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, like, you know, if if I the reason I'm jealous of things like that is just because their house is so big. Yeah, how are we meant to identify with Kevin when his house is that beautiful and his parents are so rich that they can forget about a child? They're like, well, yeah. you know, if we need a lung from one of these other little fuckers. Yeah, there's so much room. <laughs> Yeah, that, the the sequel I want is the uncle from Home Alone getting tortured by Kevin. Yeah, he's one of the most horrific characters ever written in films. <laughs> he shouts at the kids. He's happy when I think he doesn't. He like steal Kevin's pizza and he calls him a little jerk. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and and he tells us those uncles as well. Yeah, that I'm the I'm that uncle. Yeah, fair. Just constantly shout, shouting in people's places to make them walk in on me. <laughs> Oh no, we doing? Oh. oh no, what a shame! Uh, right, yeah, but um, we've never had like Christmas on an estate, like a like a council estate, have we? Yeah, should we make that our goal to film for yeah, next year? Yeah, that film? Pavo Christmas. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we've got like the stocking is up on the fire, but it's it's an actual stocking. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a swag bag, not a Santa's bag. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> like that classic burglar bill, like always <laughs> go black and white. Yeah, Is Santa just reverse burglar. Oh, I don't hate that. But then he learns to steal honestly from only big corporations. By the end, <laughs> that's the moral journey. And just murders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only, only bad guys. Yeah, I like I like the Santa ones because he's. He, he doesn't ever seem interested in talking to the kids, which I like. He's like, you go to the snowman. That's weird because the snowman is like, I'm taking your child away from you. Yeah. With no shoes. He's not thoroughly wrapped up. And I'm going to make him fall in love with me until dawn when I die. Yeah. I used to watch the Santa Claus, the, that cartoon one every year. That was one of my traditions. Yeah. We're walking in here. <laughs> no, it was always the Santa Claus one I watched. Oh, the Santa what yeah. the 
does a cartoon Santa Claus? Is, yes. that, is it like the snowman? Same as the snowman, like the same artist and everything. But it comes and back. And he's miserable in it, the Santa. I'm <laughs> <laughs> thinking for a child's cartoon. Well, Santa would be miserable, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would at Christmas. That's when he's got to do his one-day work. Like, you do, you do all that work around the world, and then when kids turn, like, 12, parents go, all oh, right, it was me. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. You cheeky prick. That's what I always think about parents that have worked their ass off, like especially if you haven't got much money or whatever, and then they have to be like, Santa got you this. <laughs> That's why I, when I have kids, I'm going to be like, it's time for the present from Santa, and it's just going to be a belt that I beat my kids with. Yeah, nice. And I'd be like, look, Santa's been keeping an eye on you all year, and he says you did this in April. Yeah. Did this in, you know, June. Time for a beatdown. I wish, I wish I could, you know... Wish I could stop it, but and then just take him to the top of the stairs. Oh, <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> no, I wish there was something I could do, but yeah. <laughs> we've won the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, sounds to be it. <laughs> um, well, quickly before we get to your number one, yeah, um, is is Muppets Christmas Carol the best version of uh, a Christmas Carol? Not in my opinion, controversial, I know. I only saw Muppets Christmas Carol for the very first time last year with you at the Prince Charles sing-along. Oh, wow. Oh, no wonder you were singing along, weirdly. Yeah, I was just singing a different song. <laughs> no, my favourite one, because it's tradition in my house at Christmas, on Christmas Eve, is to watch the Patrick Stewart version. Oh, the, the episode of Next Generation where he goes back. <laughs> And pretends to be Charles Dickens. Or is this space for the final Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Make it Christmas. Make it snow. That's no. the It was right there. It was right there. Um, no, I absolutely love it because it's properly old school. It plays it really well. It feels really kind of oldie worldy and um, Christmassy. And it's because it was it was always on Channel Four on Christmas Eve, and it made us feel, you know, it gives you that. That feeling, not the special feeling you have when you're a kid and you still believe in magic, but the closest you can get to it as an adult where you realise everything's fucked. It is such a great, just the, the story in itself is such a, a perfect character arc of someone is a dick. Yeah. Three ghosts show up and show him the error of his ways. And the last one is like, when you fucking die, no one will give a shit about you. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay, all right. Because it's a, we're wonderful, it's a wonderful life. It's like, be grateful, you little prick. Yeah. You see that it's a wonderful life. No, but I know what it's about. Okay. It's it's about, every, every year I'm like, I need to watch that. Yeah. Well, when you're saying you're going to wait until it's in colour because you can't do black and white films. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I might not be able to understand the old fashioned accent. So I'm going to wait till it's in like modern vernacular. Which is why you can't do our Christmas classic, Seven Samurai. Yes, exactly. Seven Samurai go to Hawaii, the follow up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I think because like I have problems with It's a Wonderful Life mainly because uh, the majority of the film is about just a man's life being ruined by the town around him and his family. And the main point of it is, you know, people will hold you back if you let them. <laughs> Whereas, even without having seen it, I'm like, I don't know if that's the. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of Ebenezer Scrooge is. Yeah, save that money, you know, make that money, but don't be tight. Yeah, and I do like, I do sort of always get a bit emotional if they use the original text where it says, and Tiny Di and Tiny Tim, who did... Who did not die. Oh, yeah, who did not die, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's the Muppets read. Muppets what... who, not, who did not die, but I think in the in the original one, it's who did live, I, th I think. I think it's the original is and Tiny Tim, who just got like an extra two months, but then... It was <laughs> He he had scarlet fever. He was, it was one of those really things where it's like Tiny Tim, who had an extra three months and then was ravaged by a fox. <laughs> Tiny Tim, who went on to be Jack the Ripper. <laughs> who grew up to hate women. <laughs> Controversial then. So you're saying um, the Patrick Stewart version is the best version? Yeah, that's my fav my favourite one, yeah. And not the Ross Kemp version, set modern day. Me too recently, and I don't want to watch it because I feel like it would make Christmas worse. I think if it's not been done, I think Stephen Graham needs to play Scrooge. Oh, yeah, he'd be great, wouldn't he? 
a proper modern day Scouse Scrooge. Scouse Scrooge, yeah. Like, like what, what day is it? You, you knob. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiny Tim, who died on a scrambler bike. <laughs> who died in a riot. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've, we've gone through your, uh, your kind of awesome runs, your adjacents, your possibles, but what yeah. is your top, top movie to get you in the Christmas spirit? My top film to get me in the Christmas spirit. It's going to have to be a film I don't like, The Holiday. You go on The Holiday? I can't believe it. I thought you were going to whip out Love Actually then, but... I'm going to... Uh, no, because do you know what? I think Love Actually... Oh, it's a close one. I don't love or hate Love Actually. I just think it's quite a nice film with some <laughs> good story. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a really strong vitriol against it, but I don't really understand why. It's just some silly stories altogether, apart from Emma Thompson, who does an amazing scene um, when she finds out Alan Rickman's having the affair. Uh, I, I prefer it when Maggie, Maggie Smith's in it and she starts getting hot for Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what love actually is missing. Uh, yeah. Horny Wendy from Hook. Every film needs Maggie Smith lusting after a man of <laughs> her age. Yeah. That's what we've all learned. Apart from the sixth sense, that would have been weird. Yeah. Unless she was dead in it. Oh, I don't not like it. You've become a sixth sense. <laughs> Peter, you've become a ghost. We'll go with the holiday. So I need to scrutinise the holiday, uh, see if it holds up to being one of the best films ever. So I've got some criteria for what makes Oh, okay. Great oh, oh, it's definitely going to fail this, but go on. Uh, so, does anyone have iconic hair that tries, transcends time? Uh, no, it no. They all have great hair, but there's nothing that would be recognisable in a silhouette. Like, oh, really, Cameron Diaz has got that like oh, blonde like, bob. Something about Mary, sorry. I don't know what about. Uh, well, I think people still fancy Jude Law now, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jude Law famously has iconic hair every two years because he gets yeah. an hair transplant and then it goes <laughs> and gets another one. <laughs> it's like the Wayne Rooney of the holiday. Yeah, genuinely. Um, is there a scene where someone down in a Guinness would help? Yes, loads, I would say, in the holiday. Kate Winslet's drippy-ass character that can't get over Rufus Sewell. Oh, God. I mean, Rufus Sewell's fit. Yeah, I mean, he is, yeah. But yeah, that fit, that opening bit where he comes in and doesn't he give her a necklace or something? And, yeah. And he's like, mugs her off. If she just willed out, whipped out like a room temperature Guinness then and downed her. Yeah, imagine he'd have been like he'd been finishing with his fiance and being like, "Yeah, actually, yeah, you're this last, yeah, she's the one." Um, I reckon if Cam if he gave Cameron Diaz a Guinness, um, Jude Law would have probably fallen for her quicker. Yeah, um, uh, maybe Eli Wallach when he's doing his when he's presenting. Oh yeah, when he gets his award as he's trying to walk, isn't the hot, his like plot thing is that he can't walk and then he's like, "Nah, I can walk." Yeah, he's walking like to get. He can walk when he's receiving an award at the end of it, I think. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, he's like my mum. You know, she's in a mobility scooter, but you get five pints in her and she's doing karaoke down the nags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he gets the same cat as her. <laughs> uh, is there a sexy sex scene? I think. There's like, there's, there's like a sexy-ish one with um, Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, I think. I don't think Kate Winslet and Jack Black have a sex scene. It's because you know that they've thought of them as like the fatties. So, like Kate Winslet and not uh, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law get to have like that Sunday morning. Oh, uh, you know, this is isn't this nice? She's probably still got a bra on. Yeah. Oh yeah. There is a sex yeah. scene where she's she's still got a bra on. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the alternative would be Jack Black like hanging out the back of Kate Winslet <laughs> <laughs> whilst downing a Guinness. And, and he's like got the lights off because he's a bit body conscious. Yeah. And she's like, "Are you are you done? Are you done?" But he's absolutely plowing her into next week. And <laughs> Rufus Sewell's name. <laughs> That's it. Uh, is the room for the throat rib from Roadhouse? <laughs> uh, maybe on Rufus Sewell. Or... Oh yeah, I'd love to see his character get more of a. Mm. Or we have a flashback, and that's how Jude Law's wife died. He, <laughs> he got angry one night. He, he didn't have his glasses on. He thought it was an intruder. Oh, and he, he pissed Orius as a. Or the old guy actually doesn't receive the award and he throws <laughs> out of the guy who gets it in his place. It's Charlton Heston. Yeah. Paul Newman. <laughs> uh, all right, two more. 
Is there an absolute banger? Is there a great song in it? Uh, there's quite, there's quite, I think that one of the only good things is, is quite a good soundtrack in it. There's that, there's the bit where the holiday, hey, hey, we're on the holiday. We've swapped and you can fuck my brother, he's too low. And yeah. I got Jack Black, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Weirdly though, it's like Wallach singing it. <laughs> oh yeah, he sings the song, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an old Nazi song, like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> And is there a quote you can say in your wedding vows? Um, I think uh, my wife's dead. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> That's a great one to say in your wedding vows. <laughs> I've got the girls this Thanksgiving. Isn't there a really just... cringy bit where like Jack Black's trying to write a song and he's like, skidip and da boop and booba. I'd love it if someone just um, started scatting in their wedding vows. <laughs> And I take the yeah, exactly that. I think. Oh, there we go. So you're going to face the ire of most of our audience because you're picking. Yeah, I would like to reiterate that the holiday rubbish film, but it does get me into the Christmas spirit. No, that's good. I think we we put the world to rights. And Christmas is tacky. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, it's it's tacky. It can be shit. Yeah, but. Everyone comes together in the end, like Everyone's I imagine. Acting badly at Christmas. At yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Did you like this present? Oh, insulin. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, oh well, that's great. Thanks, Alex. For uh... thanks for having me. I'm off to watch all of these films now. I really want to watch Hook again. Yeah, well, you know, behind the scenes, I'm down next week to do some gigs, so we can watch it tomorrow. I know. We can have I'm a all... week together. That's my secret. I'm always down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never <know> do. <laughs> right, uh, have you? Do you want to tell the Norwegians about you staying again, or have you got anything you want to plug? Oh yeah, which? yeah. I'm in Norway from the 27th, I think, or 26th. I'm doing five or six. I'm doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Latter. That's January, yeah. That's that's end of Feb till beginning end of Feb. And anyone else, I'm doing a mini tour in the uk uh next year please come uh brighton's selling really well and the other ones are not so, so if you're in brighton go fuck yourself but anywhere else <laughs> please buy tickets to alex's mini tour that's not a tour but is a tour yeah that's alexandra haddo who spells h-a and then the other letters yeah and the the show is called not my finest hour oh good because and it goes on for about three doesn't it yes it does yeah well it feels oh. like it does yeah <laughs> All right, it's been. Thanks, Alex. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a lovely one. I'll see you in 24 hours. I'll see you. See you later. <laughs>